You're listening to The Weird Sisters, Harry Potter Reread, Episode 56. On today's show, we discuss Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, Chapters 4, 5, and 6. Hello and welcome to The Weird Sisters. I'm Danielle. And I'm Allison. Second episode of Book 7, and things are happening, most of them bad. Yes, we'll get a little more of what we remember about this opening. It was worse than I remembered. Oh, really? As as far as the events that happened or just your emotional reaction to them? The events. My, well, because what stands out in my memory is Hedwig. Mm-hmm. Like, that was terrible. Yep. But I'm not going to lie, I kind of forgot about Mad Eye Dog. I did too. <laughs> Which... And it was like, oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Even like the chapter title, I saw we're a little ahead, but The Fallen Warrior, I was kind of like, does someone die? Someone must die. Hedwig's not a warrior. Like, what happens here? <laughs> but It could have yeah. referred to George. Yeah, then that's kind of what I was thinking, too, but it still seemed like a bit of an oversell. (laughs) Oh, well, anyway, we start with the seven potters, and we've just left off with the Dursleys are gone. The order is arriving. It's time to leave. Yeah, but there's been a little bit of a change of plans, because originally Harry was just supposed to apparate out with Mad-Eye. Mm-hmm. But, as we learn, that one guy in the ministry is now imperious. And that has, he's like put in all this extra precaution, quote unquote precaution, mm-hmm. around Harry that actually makes it difficult for him to leave. Yes. So we'll be leaving in, I guess, almost non magical ways. Not using any spells. Right. And because Harry is still underage. Yes. So they're leaving early before he turns 17. Because the charm's going to break when he's 17 or no matter what. Yeah. And for a while I was like struggling to figure out. I was like, is this the eve of their birthday? And then we had that information. Snape said it was this day they were leaving. And the other guys said it was right before his birthday that they were leaving but they are leaving early Mm -hmm. as snape said yes i guess because they're anticipating more resistance later yeah i guess they're i think they're hoping to surprise a little bit by leaving early yeah and we've get and there was a little bit in the last chapters too we've wondered somewhat about the sort of protection that Harry has at the house and from his mm-hmm. mother and how that works. And we get like a little bit because it even says that, oh, well, they'll probably have some Death Eaters in the area just because. Mm-hmm. But then there's like this line about like they know generally where it is, almost as if no one else actually knows his address and where it is and they can't discover it. So this whole time, no one really knew where Harry Potter lived. Yeah, I mean, I guess I imagine that 
they pretty much know but they just they can't get at the house yeah right because because i mean dumbledore is the one who sort of tapped into this motherly protection and extends it with his magic powers to the house as long as he calls it home right and like they were saying how the imperious ministry guy made it illegal to I think use the flu network and port keys or something yeah all types of ways in and out of the house but they're like that's irrelevant like that was essentially already blocked because mm-hmm. of the protection so there is sort of a physical barrier of sorts that is around it yeah and like when he leaves he can't come back before his birthday like the dursleys are disapparating basically at the same time he's leaving both have no intention of coming back and living together so therefore at that moment he no longer calls it home yes so the new plan is polyjuice our good old friend polyjuice potion it's a really handy potion it is a really handy potion um and they're all going to look like harry yeah harry's not too happy about that no you know because noble and stuff <laughs> right and all they've put up all the de- their defenses at about 12 different houses so they all look like that could be where harry's going and then all these seven harrys and their pairs with another person are going to go in different directions and then when they get there they're all going to meet at the burrow right i would say the theory though is they actually they're not worried about the harrys right harry is untouchable besides for Voldemort, Mm -hmm. but the protectors yes and we're also not going to grimwald place because since dumbledore was secret keeper and he died now everyone he told is also a secret keeper yes though i mean we weren't using it before either because of creature and questionable things Yes, but we did confirm in the last book that the house does belong to Harry. Well, okay, and then there's this, they talk about, you know, the secret keeper thing and will Snape, won't Snape have told them? Mm -hmm. And they said that Mad-Eye put up some curses that will, if, if he would show up there and it would, to bind his tongue and whatever. But I was kind of like, wait, how does he get away with not revealing grimwald place because he can't because of the spells so they work basically i think so 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 they put sort of extra crap on snape i think it was after the fact after the fact once you know harry's like yo it was snape who killed dumbledore right and that's when this whole i mean snape wasn't he got away with it before because he wasn't the secret keeper and yeah. it's only after Dumbledore is killed by Snape that Snape is now mm-hmm. a secret keeper. Protection is put on and thus he cannot reveal it still. I wonder if it really did work or if he just, I don't know. He manages to just get away. If no one thinks about it anymore, if Voldemort's like, hey, wait, Dumbledore's dead. You should be secret keeper now. I think we do, like, 
get a scene of that um I guess it doesn't necessarily answer the question of if he's lying mm-hmm. but I would I think it I mean Mad Eye seems like a a good wizard I'm sure he could have done that yeah yeah so they all take the polyjuice and let's see who all is going to be the Harrys there's Fred and George Ron and Hermione Fleur Fleur that's five we need one more oh Mundungus yes so they all that has to be strange I feel like I wouldn't like that see seeing yourself in person yeah and then he basically says that they all got naked yes to change their clothes they didn't care if it was harry's body that was naked <laughs> that would be really weird too like i know i hope he I, if he was his friend like if you're someone's friend and then all of a sudden you possess their body yeah and you know i mean hermione would never say would never say it but all of a sudden she's a man <laughs> And not just a random one. <laughs> yeah, that's a rare thing. You get to experience another being, gender, person, all that. Yeah, I mean, I assume your un your un your brain is unchanged. Yes, but all your but, physical things are changed. Mm-hmm. They're probably falling down all the time. Don't know how to manage their limbs. Well, they're not children. Well, it's like if you, it's like when a kid has a really big growth spurt, they're really awkward for a while because they're not used to <laughs> the new proportions. Yes, but I still argue that they have adult motor skills. I don't have great motor skills. I'd fall down. And I feel like if you're hairy, you're just looking at these people and you're like, I look shorter. Am I really that short? Is my hair really like that in the back? <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> has to be different than just looking that would in a mirror. Be very strange. so they all pair off and I mean I knew that Harry went with Hagrid but I don't think I ever put it together that oh Harry's going with Hagrid in the same motorcycle that Hagrid brought Harry to the Dursleys it's very full circle heart swelling all of that (laughs) I totally missed that like the 17 times before I mean there is like you love Hagrid and you feel safe with Hagrid there's part of you that is like Hagrid is not a fully fledged wizard and that might have been helpful yes I mean now they do say that you know we're betting that he's going to expect you on a broom everyone knows you're a good flyer maybe it's a little bait and switch oh we wouldn't put the real Harry Potter with Hagrid but we would and okay Hagrid has some advantages He's not easily affected by spells. Yeah, no, I'm, I like Hagrid a lot, and he has proven himself worthy, but having a working wand might be helpful, too. You don't think the umbrella would, you know, did the job? (laughs) Hmm. So, I mean, we get up and... All of a sudden, I mean, they're leaving, and then just, like, it just hits you in the face. Bam. They're surrounded. Yeah. And it's... Death Eaters not looking everywhere. Good. We lose everyone else. Harry and Hagrid are being attacked. And then, it's like they barely left the street, 
and Hedwig catches a curse and is dead. Oh. It was actually... Okay, the first time I read this, this was almost as shocking as Dumbledore died. Because <laughs> you're like, alright, bad things are going to happen, but not to the innocent Hedwig. Hedwig was our gift from Hagrid, our symbol as we entered this new world, his only friend over the summer. And, oh. like, Hedwig had a personality, like, just, like, of all the things he had, I mean... Just because she didn't want to have to carry around his cage the rest of the book? Is that why? (laughs) She could have flown around and been helpful. (sighs) That was really shocking. And that's like, yeah. It's like killing a dog in a movie. You just don't do that. It's too upsetting. If the snake eating wasn't bad enough in setting the awful tone of this book, Hedwig's death surely is oh my gosh that's just a prequel to the other innocent creature that's gonna die later yeah i i vividly remember the scene as well and thinking oh all the worst things that yes. people said is gonna come true yeah everyone's gonna die kind of true yeah yeah okay so i mean harry can't deal with this right now because there are death eaters chasing them shooting killing spells at them it's a bad time there's also one point they just like flip he, they spin in the air and how i'm sure there's no seatbelt in that thing how harry did not fall out as a mystery <laughs> yeah because he's in the sidecar <laughs> but and, and of course arthur has made some modifications to this bike so as they're being chased he's like throwing out brick walls and nets and things behind them but eventually he has to use the dreaded purple button which is dragon fire, I yes. think. It's kind of cool. This is like this whole scene is very like James Bond movie esque. There's a sidecar, like there's a sidecar. That's what James Bond is to you—a sidecar. <laughs> what am I actually thinking of? Indiana Jones. There is a definitive sidecar oh, scene Jones. in Indiana Jones. Maybe there okay, is. I take that back. Yes. This is way more Indiana Jones. It has less class, right? It's kind of <laughs> hodgepodge. There's a sidecar. We're like flinging things out behind us. There's a chase scene. Mm-hmm. You know, bullets are just, bullets slash spells are just narrowly missing us conveniently. No one's running out of ammunition, mm-hmm. right? It's a, mm-hmm. a flurry. You can't really tell. Some crazy things happen and then it all works out. Yeah. Okay, so but the dragon fire disconnects the sidecar. Yes. So then he's just in a, like a little tin can falling to the ground. And then... You were glad he... This, how is this not movie Indiana Jones? Because Hagrid, like, swoops down and catches him. <laughs> that is... Yes, that's very Indiana Jones. Yeah, so now he's, like, desperately hanging on to the back of a giant Hagrid. And there's still Death Eaters coming. And one of their hoods falls, and it's Stan Shunpike. Yeah. Like, Stan's not a Death Eater. Well, and he's been in Azkaban because the Ministry had imprisoned him because he said some dumb stuff. And they wanted to, you know, lock somebody up. So this is... Um, I guess there's been a breakout of Azkaban. Mm-hmm. So he sees Stan, and what does he do? Expelliarmus. 
Yeah, because he, I mean, Harry has been like, screw this, I'm underage thing. Let me use some magic, which I guess the Death Eaters count. They're close to him. I don't know, right? So he's, <laughs> I mean, he's stunning people and whatnot. But, yeah. But that, because it, I mean, he tries mm-hmm. to, to disarm him. And everyone backs off, because that is him now. Yeah. They say it's the real one. Then the Death Eaters are briefly gone. And then Voldemort takes their place. And he's flying. Yeah, normally you don't meet your nemesis in the beginning of a book. That's true. Like, you gotta build up to that, because... I mean, I guess Voldemort has, right, he's always wanted to kill Harry, but he's danced about it, so now he's just going for it. That would be the end. The mm-hmm. rest of the book is about Voldemort's rise to power. I guess. So, I mean, Voldemort's chasing them. They're hitting the dragon fire button, and then his wand does something strange. Yeah... It's. I didn't really think of it as that strange until Harry said it was that strange later. Yes, he says it like perf- it seems to perform a spell that he didn't know on his on its own. Yeah, I thought it was just like you know, oh, I'm kind of, you know, I can't think. There's too much going on, and my arm is doing like out of reflex, basically doing something Mm -hmm. because at this point Hagrid has leapt from the motorcycle onto a death eater (laughs) and the motorcycle (laughs) is crashing yes okay and I really didn't remember this wand thing and is there something like the wand is acting on its own yeah and like okay I'm like wait okay I guess this does make sense because this is what prompts him to seek the elder wand Okay, but but what is going on? <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's seeking its other, but Voldemort, there's also, is it right after that, that you hear Voldemort speak and he's asking for someone else's wand? Yeah, once we get to the burrow, he hears that, yeah. No, 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 no. Yes, he I already know, has but someone else's during wand. this in-air madness, and I believe right after, think right after, Harry's weird wand thing, that Voldemort speaks and asks for another Death Eater's wand. So that's what I was, at first I thought that that was like the reflex, and then did Harry disarm Voldemort? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not really sure what the spell was. Or even if the spell saved him, because then it seems like right after, like, he crosses the threshold of, you know, the protective enchantments. Okay, but I I don't actually remember this, but this is the only logical thing I can come up with with what's going on, is that the piece of Voldemort's soul that resides in Harry has something to do with this wand thing. You would think that Voldemort's soul would not want to hurt Voldemort. (laughs) Well, shoot. 
I mean, but then... Yeah, but Voldemort's soul doesn't want to be hurt by Voldemort either. I mean, and, like, very shortly after this, we get the scene with Ollivander. So there is, like, like we're... Yeah. We're pointing something towards this wand connection, but there's sort of this mm-hmm. double innuendo line about like it's just the wands that have this connection kind of hinting that there is this other dual connection between them so are are you saying that this has to have something to do with the bits of the soul i think you agreeing with me or not what i was agreeing to midway through because <laughs> it was it did seem about the wand and i was like oh wait but then there was that double <laughs> meaning section to it I mean Voldemort obviously thinks it's about the wand and the wand alone Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't I guess I don't know if I do I believe Harry maybe that's the real question is do I believe that Harry something was acting outside of him whether it be his wand or his Voldemort soul it's so I feel like I can't believe that, like, this discussion is not triggering in my brain what the right answer is. Because, like, I remember all the Elder Wand stuff and Malfoy and all that jazz. But I don't quite remember why we needed it. (laughs) Now, I think, because eventually Harry has the Elder Wand, or is master of the Elder Wand, because he disarms Draco. And is that what allows him to... Like, if my theory about, like, something about the souls seeing each other is what's causing the problem, like, having the Elder Wand is, like, enough to overpower that? I don't, I don't think the wand and the... S- I don't think we're going to know until yeah, the very but end. I don't really think the wand and the souls are really connected. It's just... Yeah, I mean, Voldemort mistaken definitely... Because now he knows about this connection to the wands. It has failed him in the graveyard. Like, they, the mm-hmm. wands sort of resisted each other. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he is trying to overcome the wand connection while being oblivious to the other actual connection. But the soul connection, which everyone is oblivious to. There is no hint whatsoever about this piece of Voldemort's soul and Harry. The reader doesn't know. Nobody knows. I mean, we always, like, there is always this intimate connection that has existed between them, right? The dreams, the the visions, the Mm -hmm. feeling of the emotions, similarities. Okay, I'm going to say, maybe I should just keep my mouth shut because I can't remember the details enough to really be useful. But in a pre... I think in the sixth book, oh God... I remember us talking about there was some thing with Dumbledore where he seemed he had like a satisfied reaction briefly that is not explained. And I and that we attributed to sort of him receiving confirmation of this suspicion that there's a piece of Voldemort's soul in Harry and that he suspects that that's going to be a problem. For Voldemort. Do you Um, you remember this? Gosh. I kind of remember a weird reaction. 
but I cannot confirm or deny anything else. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's so much for rereading all these books and getting every little plot point straight, right? For a minute and then it's gone. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, though, if I, even if I can't remember what triggers it, that Dumbledore at least suspects this and suspects its significance. I might believe that. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait. So, I mean, that chapter, you know, ends with us dramatically falling. And we pick right back up in the fallen warrior with we've fallen into the garden of uh, Tonk's parents' house. Yes. And we're hurt, but then we're healed. Also, her parents are really weird. <laughs> what? Okay, we barely did, see them. I How just thought there was weird? this really strange undertone where they, like, really didn't want them to go. And it it was like, why, what, what is going on here? Kind of a la how... Uh, Mr. Lovegood was like, oh no, you can't go yet because I've called the Death Eaters on you. Like, there's just something sort of weird about it. Hmm. Well, Harry makes it awkward because he initially thinks that the wife is Bellatrix. (laughs) But she, but like, that didn't seem to phase her (laughs) too much. And then he's also like, your daughter might be dead. Sorry. Um, but there was still some, like, especially from her, like, like there was just something sort of weird. No, that was just me that got that? I don't know. You're never going to see her again, so. So, I mean, yes, he wakes up. They've tended to his wounds a bit. Hagrid's okay. And they manage to catch yes. their port key to the burrow. Which is not super comforting because no one else is there. Yeah. Everyone else who's supposed to have been back is not arrived. Poor Mrs. Weasley. Yeah. Well, her family is pretty much half of who's out there, so. Yeah. She's got Ron, Arthur, Fred, and George. And Bill. And Bill. And her future daughter-in-law. Yeah. So Harry... Comes back, no one else is gone, but, or no one else is there, except shortly after that, George arrives covered in blood. Yes, this is where he loses his ear. By Snape. Snape cursed his ear off. Right. Which is anger-inducing until you know that Snape was intent, I mean, he was obviously trying to not hurt him more seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I mean, so at this point, you almost feel a little reassured, right? Oh, we, we've done a, like, oh, a character we like and is significant is in danger, but, oh, he's going to be all right. <laughs> and, you know, like, that's as far as it'll go, uh-huh. right? Uh, yeah, and then we, mm-hmm, then we just have it in for the other twin, unfortunately. Shh. Shh. Okay. Shh. We'll deal with that later. (laughs) And then people start arriving. But everyone's frantic because it's obvious they've been betrayed. Yeah. Like, they're all trying to confirm their identity. And everyone had the same experience of being chased immediately. So someone knew the plan. 
but didn't seem to know that there were going to be multiple. Yes, because they have put out the false date that Yaxley in the first chapter said to Voldemort. Which was later. Which was later, yes. But Snape told him the right date, so here everyone was. And then, you know, Harry relates what happened to him, and he gets a bit of a lecture for doing using Expelliarmus on Stan Shunpike. Yeah, I mean, like, right, so this is your signature. You use this against Voldemort in front of his Death Eaters when he was trying to kill you. You disarmed him. Mm-hmm. Right. And maybe you should stop doing that. Not only because it's recognizable, but people are trying to kill you. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, Harry kind of doesn't take it. He's like, well, if I had stunned him, he would be as good as dead. Because he's hundreds of feet in the air. Yeah, this is one where, like, Harry sort of blindly reckless but caring way I I like, right? He is, he's trying to be discerning. He doesn't want to cause undue harm to other innocent people. And he's like, that's Voldemort's mm-hmm. thing is who just kills everyone who's in his way. And I'm not trying to be like that. Like, Stan was being used and he doesn't deserve to be a, a casualty of this chaos. Mm-hmm. And certainly it increases the risk to himself, but I think he knows that and that's one he's willing to accept. Yes. Yeah. And can you, I mean, can you imagine the emotional wreck Harry would be if he had killed Stan oh, John gosh. Pike? <laughs> so. So eventually everyone arrives back except for Mundungus and Mad-Eye. Yes. And we find out that Mad-Eye was killed. So sad. Again, it's mad. the whole Mad-Eye thing is still weird to me. <laughs> because, like, we've never known him. We just knew fake Mad-Eye. Yeah, I mean, he's been around. And even as fake, he is still... I don't know, maybe second... To Dumbledore and Hagrid. Okay, third to Dumbledore and Hagrid, sort of the pillar of survival and protection. And, you know, he seems invincible. And then just like mm-hmm. that, gone. Yep. So Mundungus apparently freaked out, disapparated, leaving him to catch a spell full in the face. Yeah. And <laughs> so, I mean, we have a drink to Mad Eye. You know, constant vigilance. <laughs> don't forget. He'll come back from the grave and kill you if you don't have constant vigilance. But then we talk about, we return to the subject of the wand. Because Harry is explaining this. And no one is really believing him. Yeah. Well. Because wands don't act on their own. Yes. He's just saying, well, you were under stress. You know, some... It was almost like an adrenaline explanation. Like, you can do fantastic things when you're under stress. I believe that. You think that's what really happened? <laughs> well, I think... So he did I a think fantastic... That's a very 
a very plausible thing that can happen. Sure. You know, car lifting cars and yes. such. But I I don't but I still don't understand this, so. But okay, we're immediately after that we're convinced that Harry's right and something is wrong because he has a vision of Voldemort. Why does that reassure us that Harry's right? Because it's it's a Voldemort screaming at Ollivander saying, you told me using a different wand would work. And Ollivander being confused, saying that he thought that it would. He doesn't know what's going on. So it's not... I mean, Voldemort obviously thought something weird was happening. I feel like I need to read this scene again. What actually happened? <laughs> because there was... I mean... What was Voldemort doing? Well, attempting to kill Harry. I you mean, like, is he referring to, like, his wand did something weird? Yeah. Or is he recognizing what Harry's yeah, did? Yeah, because, again, he's got that, he's that thing where he asked for the other person's wand. Mm-hmm. I would think that his I don't know that it actually says that but I think it's reasonable to assume that also Voldemort's wanted something weird or refused to obey him or something like this if the, cause if the connection is really between their souls and not their wands you know okay well I think that makes sense from Voldemort's end but how does it make sense from Harry's end? If Harry's aim is to do some sort of harm to Voldemort to get him off of his motorcycle, then, and this whatever curse succeeded in that. But, like, Harry doesn't succeed in doing any harm to Voldemort until the piece of Voldemort's soul inside him is dead. Okay, but what was, what happened then? Like, if it, if what his, do you mean? if you're saying part of what's happening is the connection to the souls, why would that mm-hmm. prompt his wand to attack Voldemort? Yeah, I mean, I don't know that we know what the spell did. So maybe it was just defensive in nature? Even still. I don't think I can give you an answer that's going to make you happy. <laughs> I mean, we will return to this subject. Yeah, like, but I think it's just, again, from Voldemort's perspective. And as the one trying to cause harm to Harry slash himself, that makes sense. Yeah, I'm sure, though, that Harry's going to be like, oh, and this is why my wand did that weird thing. Is he, though? We're not going to just... We're not going to just leave it without explaining it, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and so then now Harry's back to having visions of Voldemort. Yeah, I... How does that even happen? Well, I mean, the same way it was happening before, it had stopped, they said, because Voldemort previously didn't know about it, and when he found out about it, started practicing occumency against Harry. So I guess maybe this is just a moment of weakness? Because he's filled with rage. I'll believe that. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're happy with that answer. Except Ollivander dies, and that's sad, too. He's not dead here. Yeah, he kills him, doesn't he? No, but he's around later. 
Doesn't I thought he? Yeah, he's yeah. But I thought he. I think he does get killed, but I don't think he gets his killed here. Are you sure? No, I'm not sure. We don't know also, if we like, just read Gregorievich. the murder. Or, or someone. <laughs> I I don't think so. I don't think so. No, 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 because we definitely meet Ollivander later. In the dungeon, that's right? what I because was does, is trying to... In the dungeon, because Ollivander is all creepy. Because he's like, oh, great wizards, blah, blah, blah. I just swear he just killed him. <laughs> right now. <laughs> no, I mean, he's he's very unhappy, but I don't, I don't think so. Um... So now everyone's at the burrow, and in the ghoul in pajamas, we sort of move on from that harrowing night to a combination of preparations to find the horcruxes and preparations for this wedding. Yes. And Molly is very insistent upon the wedding and hoping to discourage the three of them from making other plans. Yeah. Because... I mean, and she interrogates, and he doesn't tell, but they no one actually knows what they're going to do. Well, and this, I beefed about this at the end of the last book, because here they are being like, no, like, Dumbledore told us not to tell you, even though I'm not really sure that Dumbledore did say that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, and is it, was it more about the Horcruxes? You know, that's the secret part. I, because he doesn't want anyone to know that they're being sought out. Yeah, I mean, I you you don't want Voldemort to know that you know about the Horcruxes. So that's the only reason they're keeping a secret because the more people that know, the more risk there is. Well, I'm saying that's the reasonable yeah. reason. I'm not sure if that's really Harry's reason. He's just not telling because he's not telling. But surely everyone assumes that this is Voldemort killing related? Well, yeah. I mean, what else would he be doing? Nothing. <laughs> yeah, and there's... I mean, there's a moment where he kind of says something to Ginny and she's like, so it is true, or... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, Mrs. Weasley thinks that, well, if you can't ever sit down together and plan, you just won't go anywhere. Yeah. This is the best plan I've got. Because well, they need to continue their education. Yeah, and also not take her poor Harry and son away to I mean because let's remember Molly was around the last time and her brothers died yes so and things aren't going to go so hot for her family this time either oh as Harry says like I mean it's like he is more or less doesn't have a choice in this but to some degree mm -hmm. Like he's not. He didn't ask Ron and Hermione to come with him. That is the choice that they are making. 
to more and more ways than he realizes yet. Yeah. But that's about to be revealed because when they sort of finally get away from Mrs. Weasley, Hermione tells us what she's done with her parents. Yeah. This too, again, like, I'm... It was better now because I kind of know, but this is a horrible, tragic thing that she has done. Mm-hmm. She's modified their... First of all, very talented, Hermione. Yes. She's modified their memories. They have different names. Their dearest ambition is to move to Australia, which they've already done. And they don't know they have a daughter. That's so sad. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, well, you know, if I survive, maybe I can go undo it. And if not, like, this is who they will be until they die. Yikes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, she's right, though. She has to do it. Yeah. And she's a known associate well, of Harry. She says, like, you know, I see this is nice. She does talk to her parents a little bit. She's like, I've told them about you. Like, they do know mm-hmm. things. So, and I mean, Harry is very concerned about people being in harm's way because of him, but he kind of still only sees what's right in front of him. Right? That harm extends yeah. to the Dursleys and Hermione's family and to all of these extra people. That he doesn't even account for. I mean, and maybe he doesn't have the capacity to account for it given what he needs to get done. But also, it's like, you know, they're not the kids anymore who are foolhardily running after the Sorcerer's Stone. They know the Mm -hmm. danger. They have consciously made that choice and that commitment and this is what it entails yeah well and obviously they are best friends with harry and care about harry and want to help him but they're also fighting for their families too yeah yeah i mean even if they hadn't gone with him like would she have still done that to her parents probably Mm mm-hmm yeah, so she's hoping when she doesn't show up to Hogwarts, it will look like she's gone to Australia with to them. To be safe. Yeah. And Ron has made a plan involving the ghoul in the attic. <laughs> yes. He's transformed him to look vaguely Ron-like, except horrifically diseased. What do ghouls look like normally? I think they said bald and slimy. For human form? Well, roughly, I guess. <laughs> like a golem human form. I don't... Yeah, that's true. That seems right. Yeah. I don't... How you convince a ghoul to lay in your bed, I'm not sure. <laughs> well, the ghoul doesn't seem to be doing much else besides laying in the attic, so... Yeah. So Ron's plan is... He will be too sick with a very contagious disease to return Convenient. to Hogwarts. Mm-hmm. So hopefully this will put off, I guess, hard questioning 
to the Weasley family about where's Ron and surely he's off with yeah. Harry. Yeah. We also find out a little bit more about Horcruxes because Hermione is a very clever girl. <laughs> she just summoned the books, Dumbledore's books from his office and they floated out the window and into her window. <laughs> <laughs> she's very defensive about it too she's like well i'm sure if he didn't want us to take them he would have made it harder it's not yeah, stealing like, almost has to justify it to herself yeah it's like hermione no one cares about you stealing the books we're not yeah. complaining also, maybe last year when we were learning about horcruxes this might have been a helpful book in dumbledore's study to direct them to you would think. Obviously, he didn't get around to the whole lesson plan. Yeah. Presumably, this was the book that was previously in the library, long enough for Tom Riddle to learn how to split his soul. Yeah. And, you know, really, we, I don't know that we learn anything that's actually super necessary to the plot, but it is interesting. Yeah. We learned that you can repair your soul with remorse. I this was like a very clever, again, sort of double meaning play, right? So this magical soul splitting that occurs has a fixable quality to it through remorse. However, that is so painful, it might kill you in the process. So if you remove the magic part, mm -hmm. right, you killed someone, that messes you up. And the only way to recover from that is to be remorseful, which is still a messy process. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's very symbolic-y, you know. She knows what she's doing here. And I think there's a line... At the, at the final confrontation where Harry taunts Voldemort with that. Try and feel remorse. Don't you remember that? Uh, maybe. <laughs> okay, maybe I made it up. Um, we also, because then we're discussing, well, how do we destroy Horcruxes? Yeah, we just were, happened to get lucky before with that basilisk thing. We don't know how Dumbledore destroyed right. the ring. We don't know if the locket has been destroyed. Because just sort of harming the container is not good enough. It has to be something so like magically powerful. More powerful than the soul, basically. Well, it has to be destroyed in a way that the container cannot oh, be yeah. repaired. Right. So Basilisk Venom has only one antidote, which is Phoenix Tears. So sufficiently powerful, I guess, to destroy yes. it. Well, and because they were talking about the diary, because like Jenny sort of tried to destroy it, but was basically just throwing the book mm -hmm. away, which is not sufficient. Mm -hmm. 
And we talk about, like, how she was actually possessed by a piece of Voldemort's soul. Yeah. Because as long as the Horcrux container is intact, it can sort of meander about and be with other people if they are open to it. Yes. They say it's based upon emotional closeness, not physical closeness. Yeah. Is that... I was thinking about quarrel, but that's sort of different, I guess. Yeah. I'm so... I mean, Jenny's writing to the diary. To the... To Tom. And thinks of it like a friend. Yes, to Tom. that doesn't come up again. I mean, we sort of see with the locket a little bit. Like, once they get the real one, they wear it. And... Mm -hmm. I mean, that... And it doesn't right. make I mean, them seems happy. It's almost like a physical closeness. Except if we just. The weight of it and. They're emotionally taxed. I don't know. Yeah. There's definitely something weird going on, but it doesn't seem to quite fit this. So then basically Harry has to finally accept that it's obviously going to be the trio hunting down the Horcruxes, as we the reader already knew. Come on, Harry. This yeah. is how it works. And they don't really know anything else of where to begin. No. Harry has some vague notion that he wants to go to Godric's Hollow. And Hermione doesn't oh, think that's a way, great idea. Would Voldemort anticipate that? Well, and you yes. remember what happens, right? I mean, they don't go right away, but eventually they do. And it goes yes. badly. But, I mean, it was kind of the right move. Yeah. How, wait, how so? Well, that's it's tied with Bathilda again. Yeah. Don't they learn information? They get a picture or something. Why? Well, th they get a picture. Oh, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> well, I remember part of the reason that eventually drives him to go there, besides them having no plan whatsoever, is about Dumbledore, right? Because we've heard all these conflicting things about Dumbledore. Yes. And he feels a lot of rage about that. But then the chapter basically wraps up with the De La Clores have arrived for the wedding. They seem charming and, you know, better mannered than their daughter. <laughs> oh, so it ends on a slightly happier note. Except then Harry realizes that, again, his mere presence causes issues for everyone. Like he has to hide when the tent people are coming and... Poor Molly is, yeah. like, you know, she's under duress. She's planning a wedding. Now Harry Potter is here. <laughs> yeah, she would not be calm planning a wedding no matter what. Yeah. But yet, we're some, we're, Actually, yeah. but yeah, what? I mean, it's still Molly and she's Molly and gracious and lovely. Oh, yeah, but she, she doesn't. She doesn't have grace under pressure, necessarily. <laughs> She's not someone who doesn't let you see her sweat. No. 
she's sweating it. Obviously, with good reasons, many good reasons, but I do feel so bad for her in this book. You know, because she's, she's, you know, from Harry's perspective, she's just a, kind of a bit annoying, right? And why can't she understand that this is how it has to be? But she's also perfectly reasonable in the ways that she's feeling. Oh, yeah. Well, and she's basically been like this now since book five. Yeah. We're lucky she hasn't stroked yeah. out. Like, this cannot be good for her health. Although the best Molly Weasley book moment of any book is coming in the final battle. That is battle. true. That was a great moment. That has to be top five <laughs> moments of the books. Well, it adds a bit, a bit of levity to the situation. Yes. You're like fist yeah. bump, you know, pumping your fist in the air as you're reading that. Oh, we got a ways to go before that, though. <laughs> um. So... Finally, I think next time we will get to the actual yes. wedding, which is nice. It's a nice chapter until yeah, the end. Say, but it does end like they get attacked, right? Okay. Yes. yes. That's when they flee. Um, so next time will be chapters 7, 8, and 9, which is The Will of Albus Dumbledore. Ooh, oh, so the snitch yeah. um, and the deluminator yeah. yes. and the book. Okay. Eight, the wedding, and nine, a place to hide. So tune in next time for that as we get on the official hunt for Horcruxes. Uh, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter at Weird Sisters Pod, and if you'd like to rate and review us on iTunes, that would be much appreciated. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Goodbye. Goodbye.